Is it possible for things to not always be what they seem? Of course it is. Deception is the name of the game these days. The way I think about it, I remember that episode of Fresh Prince when he went on that date with that girl. He sang that song. I'm stuck in a basement sitting on a tricycle girl getting on my nerves. Going out of my mind. I thought she was fine. Don't know if her body is hers. I got that. I got that. I got that. And JR. And you are dishing with Dainty Dish. How you doing, JR? I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm doing well. I'm just working and I'm chugging away at some books. I'm back to reading oh, again. I'm uh, so jealous. I finished uh The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. Mm-hmm. Uh Fantastic. We're keeping it clean today. <laughs> well, I, I generally like to keep it yeah, clean. Yeah, I'm the potty mouth, so yeah, yeah I, I get like that. To keep it clean. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a good read. I, I yeah, you sometimes is it stuff. like a biography? No, it's I don't know what category you would put it in. Actually, you know what? It's in the mental health category. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't mind reading that. That might be one I could read. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really good. It was Slide really good. Slide that my way when you yeah. get a chance, please. Uh, <laughs> um, the next one, though, it was released today. Uh, well, the day that we're recording this, I believe. Yeah, yeah. The day we're actually recording this. Uh, when they call you a terrorist, um, it's the it's the memoir of uh, the Black Lives Matter um, founders. Oh yeah. wow, interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Give that one a read next. Well, let me know how that one is. Yeah, but how are you doing? I am doing well. I made a bit of an error yesterday at work. I went in about four hours earlier than I was supposed to. Uh, the schedule had changed. I didn't realize it. And I had some hours cut. Oh, yeah, did you? I did. I'm now feeling the, let's say, negative effects of... <laughs> the minimum wage increase yes hike. yes yes i got a couple hours cut and you know it's just you're not gonna feel it at first you know it's gonna be like hmm, vacation it's vacation time it's so time to myself but then who knows what it's gonna turn into i hope nothing too serious though but that's interesting because i was reading an article a couple days ago that uh referenced how daycare workers um they're, you know, the lo- some of the lowest paid people out there. I don't understand why, you know, they're with children at their most formative years. But nonetheless, uh, their wages are going up. And that's, you know, putting a strap on people that are, you know, at the just above the minimum wage um, salary. That are area. in need of daycare. That are in need of daycare where their parents, yeah, the children, the parents of the children that need daycare. Yeah. So Whoa. remember I was saying how I was shrinking the minimum wage. I mean, yeah. the, the middle class. Yes, I recall. Yeah, so that was. I think that's kind of. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening yeah. very rapidly. I yeah. think we also predicted ra- that it was going to be happening rapidly as well. So we're all starting to feel the effects. But yeah, but speaking of children, uh, I, by the time we release this, this is not going to be brand new anymore, brand new news. But uh, did you hear about the whole um H and M hooded sweatshirt? Oh, the, did I kid? hear about it? 
I can't coolest stop. monkey in the jungle. Or, I can't stop yeah, thinking about it. I wrote a blog post about it. You guys could see it at onikadainty.com. Um, I wrote a, a blog post about it. I was so just incensed. I'm sorry. It just, it frustrates me when these organizations um, think it's okay to, like for the sake of their bottom line, to exploit not only children, but people in general. Like for me, and I say this in the post as well, you know, had this been a little Caucasian boy in the shirt, it may not have caused such a a kerfuffle or even an Asian boy. But you put a little black boy in a shirt that says the coolest monkey in the jungle. And historically, that word, it's synonymous really to the N word. It's, it's considered when it's directed towards black people to be a racial slur. So now you've put a little black boy in a sweater with a racial, which essentially now has become a racial slur. I also had read that the boy's parents just said, well, it was just our son in a sweatshirt. You know, they seem to not like, they seem to say they didn't really know it was going down until it went down, which I find very difficult to believe. I'm sure they must've been at the shoot or something. This kid's probably like five or six years old. Um, but then now they're saying, well, it was just, you know, a kid in a sweatshirt or our, our son in a sweatshirt. And I know people are upset about it, but he's too young to even understand like what this all is and what's going on. So like the fact that you brought up the whole parents idea or mm-hmm. what the, what they were, what they were saying. Uh, so I, I look, I got an idea. I got a, a, the, the ad campaign they had, they actually had a little white kid in an orange sweater um, or hoodie. So, I mean, you've been in a photo shoot. I mean, I, in the past I've worked in photo shoots. There's usually a ton of clothes and, you know, an art director or the photographer is saying, just throw this on, throw that on. And, you know, maybe the black kid looked better in green. The white kid was wearing orange, you know, things happen. I mean, things slip through the cracks. I, I think some of these organizations, these organizations at the end of the day, they are out here to make money. That is the bottom line. Uh, why would they intentionally um, do something to offend a large part of their clientele and their staff at the store level? Yeah, I was at I was at H&M the other day to return a pair of pants that split again, not because I'm fat, simply because it was bad material. Well, <laughs> no, you're I, mean, but I was returning. I'm just saying I was returning these pants and um, it's it was like dead in there. I've never seen H&M without a lineup mm-hmm. like I've never seen. I've never passed by that store in any season where there wasn't a ton of people in this store. It's like a five level store at this point mm-hmm. where at least at the mall I work people at. Are, people are boycotting them, you're saying. And people are starting, th- they're boycotting. You well, know, I just, I don't know how long it's going to last. Though. Well, here's the thing. You said something along the lines that the boy didn't know what this meant. Mm-hmm. The little boy. So let's look at it from this point, where point of perspective, where that boy didn't know what it meant. A bunch of people that were involved in this campaign didn't know what it meant because, you know, we don't learn about black history in school. Um, so if there's a whole generation of people that might not know what that references to. to. So we might have been in a situation where we could have eradicated the whole negative connotation with monkey and black people, like because people just didn't weren't aware of it and we could have moved on. It could have been a teachable moment where we eradicated that whole idea from a whole generation. But yeah. now we we've we've 
brought the attention to it and now it's 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 now in the minds of a whole new set of young people i think it's very naive to think that an h&m ad campaign could eradicate racism like it's like it's no, no, I'm not saying this is supposed to eradicate like, racism. Like, that's like, not that's just, not what I'm saying. No, I know. I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to like take away from what you're saying. I'm just saying that like the word monkey, like it's 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 a commonly used term toward like racist term towards black people. Like it's mm-hmm. it's commonly mm-hmm. used. It's mm-hmm. well known. It trickles down from generation to generation. Now when like, this but now when this particular hoodie was created do you actually think it was created with in mind where they were going to put this hoodie on some black kid in the ad campaign? Do you really think that in, in the, when the designer was creating this particular piece of clothing, do you really think that that was, that was in their head? No, their, their I head? don't think that was there. So intention. there was a bunch of things that happened. The, you know, the art of clothing was made, you know, it was, it was put, put into production. You know, it was taken to a set with a lot, a ton of other clothes and then someone said, oh, put the green one on, put the red one on, put the blue one on, put the purple one on, put the orange one on, one on. And it just so happened that the green one got on this kid. Okay, the picture was taken. So many so, processes so that go at, through. At, at, okay, at that point, I, I can understand it hap- that happening. Okay, now you go back to the, you know, the editing, editing facilities mm-hmm. where, where, you know, you're going to get your, the photo ready for, for whatever medium, print, or, or digital uh, it's being cleaned up, and then it's got to be approved by whoever it is in that organization. Well, clearly they don't have any <laughs> black people in that organization, or they no one was able to speak up or was involved in that process. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. It went through. It went through a process. It didn't. It couldn't just be a pick the green shirt, pick the blue shirt, and then put it on on. Well, I think it was at, at the time the photo was taken. Perhaps I, I think perhaps that but was the responsibility happened. was with marketing, public relations, the people who are involved in the campaign creation to realize that this is going to stir up controversy. And I think they knew it was going to stir up some kind of controversy. I think they they want to spark a conversation and it backfired horribly on them. Well, anybody that thought that that was just going to spark conversation it incited pure chaos on the internet but a lot of that's like i mean a lot of that's trolls they're looking for something to fight about they're looking for something but people are genuinely upset about the situation we had a girl come into the store asking to buy swimsuits and we and we recommended to her i did not me a friend of mine said to her oh well h&m sells swimsuits and she'll say like girl child please you know i'm not going there you know, mm-hmm. it's it mm-hmm. re- has reached people. It has reached people and touched people's lives because, you know, at the end of the day, this little black boy might not realize what's going on right now. But give it 10 years because this is on yeah. the Internet forever. Yeah. He's going to see he was a poster child. He was he was used in this way to make some type of whether it was related to sales or the bottom line or being controversial because you never know what these companies they the need attention. Is- they need to be constantly relevant. And now they are relevant. Well, you're getting a paycheck to wear something. You're a model. You're wearing something. You're getting a paycheck. That's my point to the parents who are kind of taking this whole like hands off. You know, he was just a he's just our son in a sweatshirt excuse. The mother I had read in an article had been called had experienced racism herself and had been called a monkey. 
So for me, it's like, where were you guys in this situation? Weren't you at the photo shoot? Didn't you see this occurring? If you didn't see this occurring, didn't you get final approval? Like what? So are you saying that you can't take back the power in a word? I'm not saying you can't take it back. I'm just saying that in the, the time we're living in, whether we like it or not, being colorblind is a luxury that like some people can't afford. It's a nice thought that people see no color, but it's not realistic. It's not realistic right now. Like Mm -hmm. we're living in a very, very racially homophobic biased society because of various reasons. I don't think anything's actually changed. I just think people are f- feel more comfortable vocalizing. Yeah, vocalizing their, who they are. Who they are and their and their their true opinions. Yeah, but this is a generational issue. Like this has been passed down from generation to generation, and we're still there are people, black people specifically, that are still healing from things of ancestors of the past. Like there are still people going through things and experiencing things at the hand of the man, whatever color you want to, you know, call him, you know, they're, they're still struggling to find their identity. And then you place this little boy, this beautiful, and he was gorgeous. He was absolutely gorgeous, little, beautiful, dark skinned boy. And you put this shirt on him and he's now labeled as something because this could turn into a meme on the Internet. Like when people's when the 24 hour news cycle goes and it starts and it's done mm-hmm. and there's some new controversy and this is buried under H&M's bottom line. This could be something that in five years we see pop up and it's a racial meme mm-hmm. that some white supremacist is going to use. I'm just I'm being I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but like it's not impossible for it to happen. You know, this is the saying on the shirt for the child that was in the shirt was inappropriate. And H&M has since apologized. But I've read the apology. I don't know if you read the apology. I found it to be I found it to be a little weak. I found it to be more like they talked about um, unconscious racism and unintentional racism and how racism is a very bad thing. But, you know. And we need to strive towards doing better. But they they put in words like unintentional in there. To it, it felt like they were taking away some of the responsibility off themselves by stating it the way they did. You can you have to take a look at it. But when I read it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. To me, okay. an apology is you humbly ask for forgiveness. You humbly ask for forgiveness. And you're you're genuinely contrite in what you've done. And then you say you're sorry. But it didn't feel that way to me when I read this apology. It felt very, this was their PR spin on things. Mm-hmm. We're taking responsibility, but we're kind of not taking responsibility. We're gonna, we're, we're, it's H&M, but it's not, it's not our, how our culture really is. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It was lackluster to me. Well, I didn't really, I don't really shop. I, I, I don't shop there. Um, so it doesn't really affect me in any way, shape or form. But something that I did find that was actually a little bit more disturbing was uh, there was uh, this uh, basketball team, little, you know, primary kids um, down in Ohio, uh, where their team name was 
the wet dream team and uh on the reverse of the some of the jerseys they had uh some names like coon and negro oh my goodness so what are your thoughts on that where I, is this this is in ohio so it's nothing it wasn't in canada it was it's in a, ohio yeah 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 uh where where where, where, where? Gosh, americans <laughs> i don't know americans that's all i can say Tr- whatever happens in trump land like nothing surprises me anymore because that's the thing that's to me what it is they have this like homophobic xenophobic racist like they have this president that's all of the like everything bad in the world and now things are just coming out of the woodwork people are feeling free to just be racist like just free and they're teaching their kids racism once again but now they're doing it openly they're making a team out of it like a team sport out of being racist only in modern day america could something like that happen but you didn't even catch the team name what i said the wet dream team the wet dream team yeah you didn't even catch that like you're going off on you're, you're hitting hitting the back of the jerseys i'm I'm still on the team name <laughs> the wet like, dream i'm trying to figure out my thing is team children had to take home an application form of some sort that had the team name on it where you request what you want on the back of your jersey that's typically how these you know organized sports situations work so as a parent when you come home and your child presents you a forum that says my child wants to join the wet dream team how do you react well if they're talking like wet dream like nocturnal emission that's super weird like isn't that disturbing wouldn't you be disturbed that's super weird but like how does that relate then to the then racist things on their backs it doesn't doesn't make sense it's like it's like you're going the whole situation is left and then it goes right and then it goes left again like it's disturbing it's very disturbing what is going on in ohio like yeah anyhow back to the back of the backs of the jerseys with the with the uh player names so what were the names what were they the ones that well two, the two examples that i gave you coon and negro like knee Negro. And then grow. <laughs> like, so just not creative at all. Not creative at all. Um, yeah, like it's just I think it's just the world that we're living in right now. That these things are just people are so unapologetic about what they're doing in that country right now. And a printing company printed these. Someone. Yeah. It's like there's processes that this stuff needs to go through approvals that this stuff needs to have like for this to happen. So some person that's like disguised themselves as a responsible person is making decisions that are offensive to an entire people. But then again, you've got their whole freedom of speech but then they hate speech you know it's mixed up Uh, yeah i don't even know where to go i don't know i don't honestly i think they should just rewrite the constitution like they should just like hit zero starting from trump like they should just scrap the old one just get a bunch of people together some great minds invite barack like you know and just rewrite the whole shit past presidents you know yeah like past presidents (laughs) that are still alive like do a brainstorming session, like sit there and like really think about it. Like, what do we want? Like the first amendment to be 
Like, and be specific. Don't be general. Like the first one. Be fair. Include everybody. <laughs> include everybody so there's no question that we are they're all Americans. Like <laughs> some type of a summit yeah, would be, I think, incredible. Just rewrite the constitution altogether. I don't know where that came from, but I just yeah, felt I, it needed yeah, to you, be said. You just just went on, on some sort of rant there. <laughs> I just faulted it. <laughs> it needed to be said. Yeah, I just racism is tough. Like, I can't remember who was asking me. Someone was asking me the other day if like black people could be racist. Oh, absolutely. But like against like white people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I said yeah. yes. Yeah. I had to think about it for a second, but I said yes. I'm like, yeah, we can be. Like it's so it's like the situation's never going to be reversed. Like I don't think it's ever, there's ever going to be like on the scale of what's going on with this like young boy where it's going to be reversed. But I don't know. So moving from one uh, racial political issue to a gender political issue. Oh, we're going to go <laughs> gender political now. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about gender politics. Me too. Oh, me too. Why don't you define for the listening audience what well, me you're asking too. me to define me too? Yeah, I am because this is a touchy one for me. Like I, I, I'm still not um. So you, so you ask the guy, hey, yeah, define me too. I want to know that you know it because it's really about you guys. So like, is I it, want, oh wait, are we having one? Of, what was that um Black History moment that we had in the early? <laughs> Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Is this, you're pulling Harriet, Harriet Tubman, Tubman on um, Rosa Parks. Yep. It's Harriet's on the bus. She's on that bus. She would take like, pictures. JR defined me too. Okay. So, I, well, for me, I guess. Well, it was a hashtag, right? That that's, It was a hashtag. And uh, it's, it's, I guess it was used to bring awareness to sexual assault and harassment. And I think it was mostly in the workplace, but I'm not, like, I'm not too, I don't want to, like, give a definition and say this is what it is mm-hmm. and then I'm wrong. Um, but remember it was, it was, there was some sort of social activist that was using it to kind of bring awareness to say, Hey, you know, you're not alone if, if you, if you suffered from, from this um, type of um, abuse essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think there was some actress like popularized it at some point. And then it kind of, I feel like it shifted, shifted meanings Um and I've never been able to really articulate what I felt, but um, this Saturday uh, in the the Globe and Mail, Margaret Atwood, she wrote an opinion piece um, about whether, you know, the, the question she was she posed was, "Am I a bad feminist?" You know, and she she started talking about how, uh, you know, women. I'm gonna say women. We are. No, I can't say women. We are. I gotta say women. I don't even know how to how, what tense or how how to pose this. Um, she she says women are you know not fragile. We're humans. We we are essential beings, and we you know have feelings, and you know we're we're real, and you know mm-hmm. just just basically saying you know like what I my definition of feminism is is to be the striving to be equal. You know yeah. Um. So. Or, or, or equality between the sexes so you know we're equal like that, mm-hmm. that that just that's what i think feminism means you know but sometimes i guess because of the way the word is you might think it's you know pro pro 
pro-female man-hating, but I mm-hmm. don't necessarily believe that. Um, but anyway, she was getting a lot of flack because ultimately she got to the point where she's saying that is is the Me Too hashtag now becoming like more like a witch hunt? Um, mm-hmm. Is it a... And is it the result of flaws in our legal system? Because I think that's where the problems with sexual harassment and, and, and assault really where the problem lies is in our legal system. Because, I mean, women are afraid to come forward. Yeah. So, and when you when women do come forward, it's, it's basically a, uh, a he said, she said, where, you know, your whole sexual history gets brought out and, you know, thrown in front of, you know, a, a jury of your peers. Um, so, that's not really something that seems welcoming. Even if even if you do get some dirtbag off the street, it doesn't. It, it it I don't think that that would something. It's that a you witch would, hunt. It's it, like it, and it's yeah, the and that's exactly and that, that yeah. she's talking about. It's it's the opposite effect now. Now women have found a platform and they see an opportunity to unload w- the burden that they've been carrying. But whether it's rape or it's it's uh it's harassment, um, and that's that's fair. But my only concern really it isn't the witch hunt part mm-hmm. more some of these women I can only guess and I'm speaking of the ones that were um sexually harassed you know this is hot this situations these are these things are happening in Hollywood right now these things are happening all around the world but our focus our scope our lens right now is on Hollywood so it's Hollywood. We know about casting couches. We know what happens. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it their culture? It doesn't matter what it is. It is what it is. It does happen. And as women, we always have the right to say no. It's important to understand that you have the right to say no, no matter how powerful, no matter how much this person could shape your career, no matter any of that, you have the right to say no. And it seems in certain instances, these situations happened and they were left for years and years without recognition. And now it's, it's popping up when, you know, the scope is on Hollywood. And that's just a little confusing for me as a person who is, who has been and experienced this. It's confusing for me that there are things going on in our colleges and in our high schools and, you know, in our hospitals and all over Mm -hmm. where there's in our offices where there's sexual assault and there's rape happening. But because now it's happening in Hollywood, um, and there's a hashtag to it. It's a trendy topic. You know, rape shouldn't be trendy. It shouldn't be trending. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be trendy. It shouldn't. Sexual assault, sexual harassment, like you said, something should be at the at the legal level. Whether it's the infrastructure within organizations on how they handle sexual harassment suits and cases. Or it's the legal system whereby women have to go through reporting and, you know, tell their stories. Something, you're right, has to change at that level. 
for anything to change because this me too movement just like i mentioned a little earlier in our conversation about the 24-hour news cycle mm-hmm. it's eventually gonna it's gonna wane like give it like a year two years three years it's gonna be something we talk about in passing that we remember happened way back when i i want if some if you're gonna have a movement a movement needs to incite change like that's what well, i'm looking is, to, for this, well, it to happen this is this is bringing awareness and i mean I remember being, you know, younger and we grew up in a a sexual harassment filled era. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this just that's just what it was. I mean, it was in movies, the music, you name it. Um, so growing up seeing that, you kind of start thinking that that's okay. You know, and now we're in a stage where it's not okay and it and people are being vocal about it not being okay, but there's still a tra- we're in a transition phase. Is that I don't know, is that even a yeah, point? I mean, is that even that's a point? fair. Is that even a point? No, I mean, like it's got it. it we've got to, we've got to be. Things have got to come out in the open for things to get better. But is is the witch hunt the way to do it? Yeah, hang them up by their balls. That's what I say. Because the challenge is <laughs> hang them up by their balls. You know what? The, cha- the challenge is maybe ninety nine point nine nine percent of the guys that are being called out here are guilty. But, but there's, there's that, that, that 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 point zero one that that one guy that you know didn't do anything didn't do anything his was girl's minding his own business you know this girl's just straight crazy Trippin'. you know but because there's a whole movement around it you just automatically believe what she says that yeah. is an entirely possible situation like however mm-hmm. I see that with I could see that with harassment because I'm reading these stories well like, and that's the, you know harassment. Not that there's one. The one is worse than the other. No, I one is bo- one is a little worse than the other. No. Rape is worse than okay. sexual harassment. Okay. If I, if like, I, I didn't know where I didn't know what I could. You say. don't know I, what I don't you know. could say. Well, I'm telling you, okay. rape is worse you than sexual so, rights. Far so, more traumatic. So we're gonna say in my opinion. sexual assault is worse than sexual harassment. I don't even know where I was gonna go with this now. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, me, I don't think I'm, you know, a creep, creep or anything like that. But you know, now I'm thinking back. Wait, have I ever harassed somebody? Is this gonna, is this gonna come out now? Some girls gonna be like, "Yo, Jay harassed me." You know, like, kind of paranoid. You know, because you never know. You never yeah, know how someone interprets something. Guy. You know, I, I know sexual assault. I know. Hey, nope, didn't happen. Not me. No way. But harassment. That's kind of. I don't know. It's you gray. Know? It's, it's a gray area. Have I ever said something that might have been taken the wrong way? Perhaps. You know, for example, something you say as a 22-year-old guy, you can't say that as a 32-year-old guy. No. Right? So, I don't know. I don't know. With the Me Too movement, my hope for it would be that it does incite some kind of change. Mm -hmm. Um, That it's not just this... Hollywood fad that's going to disappear when the next big thing comes along because this is it's it's rape and it's sexual harassment and it's serious and it's real and it should be taken seriously. Parents have to be parents and we have to also um, reinforce, you know, this positive positive thinking in schools Mm -hmm. and on and on television, having positive influences on I think. That's huge. Um, the media in the media, we need to generate content that's you know positive. 
You remember I told you that time I watched, I was watching Mad Men and they show that scene where yeah. the girl got, was raped by her fiance mm-hmm. and I stopped watching the show. I couldn't watch it after that mm-hmm. because they made it seem so normal. And because back then it, it was so normal, you know, it's only now becoming something that people are becoming like just incensed about and upset about. Like it's it's fair. It feels like in the last maybe twenty or thirty years, but you know back then it was that was the norm. That's why so many people, so you know the older people that are having these issues in Hollywood, because that was the thing to do mm-hmm. when they were in their twenties and their thirties, and they had power, and they could. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think it was anything was wrong with it then. No. And even though instinctually or maybe even in their hearts, women thought something was wrong with it, they went along with it. Mm-hmm. At the time, they went along with it. A lot of these women, you know, so now, like you said, you're going back to your witch hunt situation. Now, this Me Too move- movement is giving everyone a platform to just release. And the lines are becoming blurred and gray, as we said earlier, to what is and what isn't real. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is all he said, she said. And that's the sad part about these situations and and trying to solve them and trying to find resolution. Well, sex, some sexual assault, we, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know. There, there's, there's no question. Uh, but yeah, the other stuff, yeah. It's gray. Gray. It's gray. And that's that's that sucks. Mm. But with that said, that has been the dish of the day. Jr., can you please tell the listening audience how they can reach us? Just send us a note. Say hi. We'd appreciate it. Jr., <laughs> give them the info. You can reach us at dish d y s h at daintydish dot com. That's d a i n t y d y s h. You can also check us out on Facebook uh, at Dainty Dish. You can also see Onika on Instagram at Best of Onika and Snapchat Onika Dainty. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram. I'm Best of JR. And please subscribe to us on YouTube if you're listening there or on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. Give us five. We deserve five. I'm doing it every time. Five, 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 five. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> that's it. That's information I've got. I think that's it. That's all you got? That's all I got today. That's all you got? All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, but especially have a happy, happy hump day.